Hey, welcome everybody. This is Alex Michael Griggs from Club Zero. Alex Michael Griggs from Club Zero? You know what we're bringing? We're bringing Alex Michael Griggs with the Club Zero show, and it starts right now. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How's it going? This is Alex Griggs on the Club Zero show, bringing to you this Saturday night another episode of Meet the Resistance. I have on the show with me today, uh, a very special channel. Uh, if you like positivity, if you like encouragement, and if you love fun, she's your gal. I got the one, the only, positive spreads. Otherwise, sister legs, what's going on? Say hey. Hey, 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 everybody. <laughs> it's your girl, sister legs here from Positive Spread. <laughs> Thanks so much, Alex, for having me. I'm glad we finally got a chance to do this. <laughs> I know working two jobs is kind of tough on that. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, allow you to uh, introduce yourself to the viewer audience just for a sec. Go ahead, do that right quick. Okay, everybody. Well, um, as an introduction to who I am and everything about positive spread, it's all about spreading positivity. If you know you ever feel like you're in a rut with your you know, nine to five and you don't, you know, if, if people seem to get you down or if you feel like you're getting uh, dumped on with negativity and you don't know how to handle it. Um, I kind of want to be that person to kind of help you remind you how to get out of that funk. Um, and just, you know, coming off of experience of my own where, you know, I, am a stay at home mom and, um, the thought for the positive spread, uh, blog actually came to me um, at a late night and I took I guess just a, a chance on God just be like okay well I was given this thought I better act on it now and that night I wrote my first I, I made my first uh, I made the positive spread blog and made my first post and ever since then I've been trying to keep it going it's been tough but you know I'm all for you know I'm, I'm all I'm really really and we're back, guys. I'm sorry. This technology thing is beautiful. It works sometimes, <laughs> and then it doesn't. But unlike, uh, unlike us podcasters, though, we never take a break. You were talking about on Anchor uh, about the reviews and stuff. Go back, go back to that. Oh, yeah. So um, thanks for bringing me back because I totally lost my track. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I got a really uh, a good a lot of feedback. I got a lot of echoes. Um um, a lot of great commenting back from the 2.0 version when you were able to just to put a, a written comment on. And luckily, I screenshot all the ones, most of the ones. Um, so, um, but yeah, it was just, I was really surprised at the time because I was like, wow, people really like it. Like, <laughs> and it's the first song that I wrote really on that guitar. So it was really cool and exciting. And yeah. <laughs> and um, so, Question number two uh, relates to number one. One is getting your goals. Question number two is, have you ever felt like God, either through life or him by himself, just pushing you towards your goals? Um, because when I when I, when I started out, I wanted to be a podcaster, actually. Shout out to your boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I always made excuses. I even went out and bought a computer, bought some music and all that. And I kept saying tomorrow, tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I found the Anchor app because I busted my tire. So I was waiting on a tow truck, you know. Really? Wow. <laughs> that's, the, that's the story behind Club Zero. And so I felt like um, as I was looking at Facebook, I saw the Anchor app, Anchor app and just something like was leading me there. Have you ever felt like God either used life like that or to push you into the direction and how do you how do you feel in that and like how do you handle it? Um, well, I feel like God kind of pushed me into the direction that I have been going. Like it was like a wake up, and I know a lot of people. A lot of people who have heard my podcast in the past, they heard me talk about a lot. Um, um, anchors, you know, I, I kind of came across Anchor the same way you did, and it was kind of funny because. Last year, I have a girlfriend that's on here. She hasn't really used it yet, but she had been aware of it and had an account with Anchor for, like, the beginning. And um, I was talking to her in December, and I was like, man, I really want to have a podcast, but I don't know how to do it. She was just like, you know, think small, think simple. And it just seemed like too big of a thing to, to... to be attainable for me at the time and same thing like you I don't know what what I was doing at the time but I ran across an Instagram ad where Gary V was like yeah anchor blah 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 podcast I'm like what (laughs) so I just quickly downloaded the app and then that was it but um I think the way God pushed me into the direction uh, I, I think specifically like parenthood as well as um being a singer songwriter um, and using my guitar as the instrument to kind of put me there is really, was just my, my father's death um, in 2014. It was like really like the, I mean, a parent's death is pretty much the most traumatic thing that you can never happen to you other than, you know, a child or just a relative, like a close relative, anybody close to you, but just a suicide is just even more. So just kind of like traumatic. Cause there's just like, no, there's so many questions unanswered and you have literally no, like you're just, you're just the perception of yourself and who you thought you were just totally gets shattered. Like once that happens and it really kind of just put me in a, a weird mind frame and, um, and it just kind of like woke me up to, I guess, just spiritual energies and, and spiritual warfare and all that stuff. And it was just weird. Like, um, I don't want to put too much information about how uh, I feel like I manifested my son into existence, but I feel like my father's death and suicide was really the catalyst to that happening. And um, before, actually, I was talking to you about how I kind of almost just gave up on Anchor. The day that I was talking about how I manifested my son into existence, or how I believe I manifested my son into existence uh, with the help of God and everything, um, that's when the app kept glitching on me. And I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this right now. Like, I can't re-record all this stuff. It's like, and be authentic. And, you know, so, but anyways, um, Luckily, I was able to find all the recordings in my drafts. So um, tomorrow, hopefully, I'll be, like, putting all that out and publishing it or maybe tonight, you know, so that everybody can kind of see how I feel like I manifested my son into existence. But it's really cool because, like I mentioned before, I never – I mean, I had – you know, something where, like, my hormones were off and, you know – my sister ha- actually had it too. It's called a uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS. 
And it was, it just makes it, I mean, infertility is one of the many symptoms of it, but she went the medical route to where she had to get like an injection or whatever. And then she had my niece, but I, I mean, I changed my diet and stuff like that. But also I kind of feel like with my father's death, literally with my father died in 2014, October. And then I found out that I was pregnant with my son, May of 2000, April or May 2015. So it was like six months in between. And it was just like, what? Like, I never had a positive pregnancy test ever in my life. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I'm pregnant. So I know it was with the help of my father and God. But it was just like, that was the catalyst for me. And, And there were steps before, like, even after a month, like a week after my dad passed away, I had a dream you know, and that's where I go into that, my podcast. So I won't give too much away. But if you guys want to hear how it just kind of all came to me, then definitely check out my next podcast, which will be published either tonight or tomorrow. Um, But also, I want to say, last year, when I wrote the song, Not For Nothing, um, to kind of God using my life to push me into, um, you know, my goals and dreams, um, I was actually diagnosed with a precancerous tumor in my colon and I'm, I'm 32. So coming to terms where, you know, my mortality, um, it was just kind of like, wow, you know, I was dealing with a lot and I thought I was losing, you know, weight cause of stress and life and stuff, but it was actually cause I had a large, I mean, I had to have two colonoscopies within a week because the first one that they had when they found the tumor, they couldn't remove it cause it was so big. So then I had to go back and get another colonoscopy and there's a big, you know, tumultuous prep situation with that. And so luckily I got it removed, but in between the time frame that I had all that happening, the thoughts, the lyrics to the words, the lyrics to the song came to me and I just started it writing it in my journal. And it wasn't just anything, but just me processing my thoughts at the time. And then like the first, first words, first first lines of the song and then it just kind of all just started flowing out of me and so you know I felt like I was kind of being used and I literally wrote started writing the song in September and I finished it in November and that's like with the chords and everything it all just came to me and like I said I only took one guitar class in my freshman year in high school and then um it was weird because my fiance he since we knew we were pregnant with my son, um, he had been on the road. He was a yacht captain and he, you know, took 12 foot waves coming back from Cuba. He was like, I'm good with that. And then he became a, a trucker for a little bit. And then now we're working for a nonprofit organization called Bikers Against Drunk Drivers. But he had to be gone pretty much all year last year. So um, before he left, um, to go work for with the organization, he came in and I was having a really bad day one day and he was like, oh, well, I got a surprise for you. I'm like, what? He, and that day I was thinking, man, I wish I could be playing the guitar or learn how to play the guitar. And I had the guitar in the house, but I just never picked it up. And he was like, I got you. I got you guitar lessons. And I was like, what? You know? <laughs> so I probably took about five weeks of guitar lessons before that song actually came into me. And it, it just all happen in a really cool synchronized way and I I really believe in synchronicities and and everything happening on its own timing when you're ready to receive it but definitely God used 
you know, my dad's suicide from his death to, you know, two years later to me facing possible cancer and um, me just kind of being left in just all alone. Because like I said, my fiance was away and I had to pretty much deal. And I'm in Florida, too. So I had to deal with Irma by myself, my boy. (laughs) And I had to deal with, you know, the prospects of this cancer. So it was a lot. But, you know, being tested and um, it just really just made me you know, realize that, um, you know, the power of being able to create and um, how to harness that for my own healing was really, really something that was beneficial for me. And I had been like, you know, just keeping that at bay for whatever reason, whatever, you know, excuse I had for the longest time, you know, I was gifted the guitar when I was 15. And now I'm 32. But luckily, I woke up to the message and, you know, the song Not For Nothing came out and yeah, and Anchor was the perfect platform to put it out there and yeah. I'm telling you, some some of the greatest things, you know, they will help encourage, minister to people, help people what happened in the midst of a storm and I was, I don't know if you know a dope little podcast, but I was telling him that today. Oh yeah. I was, actually, I was actually we were just talking about this same subject. Like that's crazy. Really? So, yeah, I, yeah, I I love his podcast and I love how you know he's just so raw and honest. Like just the way that he just talks and communicates. Um um and just it just kind of flows out of him and he's just so honest with you know how he talks to his audience. It's really cool. So yeah, I, I'm definitely uh familiar with a dope little podcast. <laughs> Gotcha. So back, uh, back to the questions. Though. I thought that I thought that was amazing. <laughs> um, so you talk you talk about that now. In the midst of that, um, that's when, especially when I was doing podcasts, trying to do a book, you know, all that stuff. That's when my critics start popping up and 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 start, you know, you know, just nagging me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, did did that happen to you? during the process of songwriting or anything like that? And how do you personally deal with that? Well, oddly enough, I mean, I never really had any haters per se come out and directly, I've never had anybody directly attack me. But in a sense, um, I had one or two of who I thought were the closest people to me at the time um, that every time I kind of brought up, well, hey, I'm playing the guitar and I'm, I'm learning these songs and stuff like that. And I kind of brought it out up to them. It was almost kind of like they were pushing it away or like they were diverting it. Um, they were never direct about their, their criticism, but they always diverted the topic. So to me, it was just kind of like a subtle shutdown. And that was, to me, it was just kind of like, okay. And, and you know, I could have took that. I mean, these were people that were close to me, people that I thought, you know, were like family in a way. And um, I could have took it like, oh, man, well, if they don't care about it, maybe, you know, I shouldn't either. But it was just something to where they didn't care about it and they didn't understand it for whatever point. And I think I am, was mature enough at the po- at that point to kind of, understand that they were just unable to receive what I was telling them for because they were going through their they were miserable in their own lives you know what I'm saying so the way that they kind of shut me down was just kind of you know their way of 
you know, dealing dealing with their own lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I just didn't. I, I took it personally, but I personally, but I didn't let it affect me in a way. It was just kind of like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you this, but you don't want to pay attention to it. Or and they're just they were saying it in a way where it was like they don't they didn't care to hear any more about it. Some one person told me directly, and uh, you know another person was just like always diverting away or just kind of like, uh huh, that's nice, you know. And then next subject, you know. But um, but yeah, you know, I never let it um affect me. Luckily, um, and that was, you know within the four to five weeks when I was, you know, doing my guitar lessons, it was really cool. Cause like, you know, even my fiance will say, he's like, you're just learning stuff so quickly. You're already a natural. And like, I always kind of fiddled on my guitar, but I never really took it seriously because in a sense, I always had kind of like a little bit of like low self-esteem in that aspect. Cause I never really took it seriously. I never took it the proper course of what I thought, you know what I mean? But afterwards, once I started and I just took to it and I, I, I committed to practicing and building up those calluses. And that's another thing, too. Like when my dad passed away, I had no problem channeling the pain that I felt into my fingertips. Like I almost relished in the fact that I was like getting to like self-inflict a little bit of pain in my fingertips, you know, kind of just like pour the pain, like press harder, you know, you know, get a little bit of clearer sound, you know, just I don't know, in a weird kind of way, if anybody understands what I'm talking about, but it, it just, it was just a, I think a healthier way for me to, um, to, to transfer that pain into, um, music, into something, like I said, creative and beautiful, so, and, and productive, so. Absolutely, absolutely, and, um, so, and I, I, I like that. Uh, go, everybody, go check out Who's in Club Zero. Um, she definitely hit a couple of that and Prime Your Pump. She hit that too. <laughs> oh, wow. So anyway, um, next uh, next question is for me: growth equals getting pushed out of your comfort zone. Like I've never grown without getting pushed out of comfort zone. Do you agree or disagree with this statement? And how do you personally react to getting pushed out of your comfort zone? I agree. Um, I generally, I I uh, adapt pretty well to being pushed out of my comfort zone, even though sometimes, most of the time, I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. Because, <laughs> um, um, you know, funny story about how I ended up in Florida. Um, I was living in Massachusetts at the time. And uh, that's why Maddie Mo, I'm like, oh, you're in Massachusetts. You know, we might have some, you know, friends or whatever. Because I was out there for four years. But um, the way I ended up in Florida was that I just, me and my best friend decided to take the first, because Coachella had its first cruise. Um, so we decided, you know, we're going to commit to go to it. So we went and went on the first, first cruise to the Bahamas. And um, she had a friend that was down in Florida and, um I just decided, um, and her friend was a hair, hair stylist for like a movie studio. And, um, <clears throat> I landed a role in, um, a film that was, was supposed to be a, a sequel to a, a film that had Corey Feldman in it. And Corey Feldman is like pretty cool to me because his movie, the, the Lost Boys was actually shot in my hometown, my birth town, Santa Cruz, California. And that's the movie where they're vampires and stuff like that. But that's why I always kind of like 
you know, even though he's a little bizarre persona, whatever, I always thought he was super cool because of that. And um, so, yeah, I jumped on the completely jumped on it on that opportunity. So me and my girlfriend initially just came down to Florida for the cruise, came back, had a fun time in South Florida for a little bit. And then I landed that role intending initially started the trip intending on going back and then I ended up just staying in Florida and I never went back to Massachusetts I mean even to this day I have not gone back to my apartment (laughs) so I mean um so yeah I mean I'm I'm a Leo and uh, I take that as I have very courageous um and adventurous tendencies and yeah, um, I, I'm I'm big on you know just being out of my comfort zone. I love karaoke. That's why. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember his name right now. Don't hate me, but um, there is a, a podcast out here on on Anchor that he he does he interviews karaokeers, and I was kind of almost envious because that's my community. I love karaokeing. And that's, you know, one of the biggest things where you get pushed out of your comfort zone, you know, performing in front of people, um, which I think was kind of like, uh, in a way, practice for me as far as the singing and performing part. I've never performed my guitar or even my my song, Not For Nothing, in front of a, a, a an audience yet, other than the podcast audience on Anchor. But uh, I don't think that if I was ever given the opportunity that I would shy away from it. So I'm I'm pretty much just kind of like, okay, I'll try it. And then if I mess up, you know, I'll just do better. You know, that's, that's my motto. Just do better. <laughs> do better next time. Yeah. All right. Question number five, your piece of advice that helps you push on one piece of advice. Um, I would say, well, one thing that helps me push on, and I gave this advice to somebody the other day who, um, whose family member was rushed to the hospital. And I said, you know, I just sent them a message and I said, you know, just remember that the things that don't make sense often require the most patience to understand. And that the most important thing is to be kind to yourself in that process between the trauma and understanding. So, yeah. That's awesome. Now, the part about Club Zero, which I love, is the freedom, the breaking out of it. I love that part because I hate Club Zero and I want everybody to hate Club Zero just like me so they'll break out just like me. <laughs> but what do you say to people who are sitting on the edge saying, I want to break out, I want to step into my goal and my dream, but they're just scared to take that first step? What does Sister Lake say about that? Uh, Sister Legs would say you have nothing to lose but to finally make the choice to step out on faith and just test God, you know, (laughs) just test him, him, her, you know, whatever. Just test yourself, just just all out, you know, balls out, whatever, (laughs) you know, tell God what you want and make a plan and focus on making baby steps daily towards that goal. Um, just never give up, you know, just promise yourself that you're gonna just, just going to be persistent on this, on one task a day that is going to help you get closer to that goal. And, um, you know, don't oh, also don't allow yourself to compare what your journey looks like to the next person, you know, with that same goal you know because everybody's journey is different so 
you know, that's also something that could help deter you from making those baby steps daily. It's just all about how you look at life and your perception. And if, if you just hold out, you know, step out on faith every day, just do a little bit and, and know that, you know, as long as you commit to those steps that God will push you in the right direction, then you're, you know, you're, you'll get there eventually, you know, just never say never, man. (laughs) All right. Now I hope you're ready. Uh, because I didn't know if you knew about this, but segment three is my favorite part (laughs) because this is the part of the segment where they're unleashed and they have to either off the dome or come up with that last final thought that they want to leave you with. Ladies and gentlemen, this is either going to be good or (laughs) it's going to be a crash and fail. I got my homegirl, Sister Lane, checking her podcast. Definitely check out her song. Your final thought would be? My final thought would be, like I ended that last comment, never say never um, because that only just delays your blessing. And and it only delays the inevitable because even, gosh, everything that I have right now, I asked for years ago. And not saying that I regret the path that I took, but I just feel like I know it could have came quicker and more efficiently had I stopped denying or just saying never, oh, that'll never happen. You know what I mean? Never say never. It's going to happen. And you got to trust that it's going to happen. It's just not going to happen on your time time frame. And you just got to be patient, you know? Um, you just got to trust in yourself and your relationship with God. And, um, that relationship will build and come naturally as long as you stay true to yourself. And, uh, so will the blessings. So, you know, just never say never, stop saying never, get never out your vocabulary and anything that you want, know that it'll be attainable. I mean, that's the only thing, like if anybody, you know, if, if, if I could have told, if any, if somebody would have told me, my younger self, even I see, I even know that if somebody would have told me in my younger self, never say never, everything you're asking for right now, it will without a doubt come to you in the future. I would call BS, <laughs> you know, I just wouldn't believe back in the day, but now I believe it. And there's a part of me that's almost kind of like you wasted so much time, but you know, I again, you got to trust the process. But don't cheat yourself. Do not cheat yourself. And I feel like you cheat yourself every day when you say, ah, tomorrow. Or, you know, that'll never happen. You know, it's just everything around me, these four walls or, you know, these four blocks around me. It's just not perceivable now. It's just like, man, I was in a bad relationship and I was like, hmm, if I were to ever get out of this relationship, I'd like to live on the East Coast. Well, guess what? Ended up getting out of the relationship. And where did I end up? On the East Coast, you know? So, I mean, you can just just be be mindful of your words. Be mindful of what you're thinking because, you know, it'll either delay the blessing or it'll, you know, bring it to you quicker. So it's it's a conscious choice. So that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I mean, final thoughts are my favorite. And she just, I, I hate to quote Ed Capone, but nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and if anybody, anybody gets on Ed Capone's, I don't know. He's been published in my call I did a little, um, 
I was feeling like a little. This is another thing I went out on faith on. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna call in and do a little jingle for Ann Capone. Man, if he hasn't put that jingle on almost all of his episodes, from what I'm seeing, it's really cool. I was, but that's what he did. And at the end of my jingle, I put nailed it. 